everyone and welcome back to another um, Res Life podcast. Um, I am today joined with Ashley and Christian. Do you want to both say hi? Hi, I'm Ashley. Hi, I'm Christian. Um, so if we just go one by one just to introduce ourselves a little bit. Ashley, you've already been on the show, but it's been a while. So we are yeah, go through where you're from, your course, and also what your plans for the upcoming lockdown. Not that okay. you can go anywhere or have plans, but I mean, like, what are you uh, I plan on going to, going to do? On everyone. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start the show. So, my name's Ashley. I am a second year architecture student. If you go to Elven Building, you might see me around. Um, I'm a res life assistant primarily for Greetham Street. So, if you live in Greetham Street, you might recognise me. And I'm doing a triage on Friday. So, you, if you're around on Friday, you might see me again. Um, and my plans for the upcoming lockdown, staying indoors, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> staying indoors, going to my video lectures, and then my once every two weeks class. In fact, no, because this week I'm not in, and next week's consolidation week, so I won't be going to class for a little while. You're lucky then. Yeah. Oh, and as to where I'm from, I'm from Portsmouth, so I'm a bit of a local expert, well, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I know the area better than a lot of the other people in the university. So if you see me around, you can tell us something is, feel free to ask. Perfect. Um, Christian, do you want to go through where you're from, your course, and what plans you have? Okay, so, um, hi, my name is Christian. Um, I'm from Nigeria. I study pharmacy, um, then I'm an RA primarily for Catherine House, but I normally do most, I mostly do online because I don't stay um, in halls, so I've only done one, one um, prayer, so I don't know if anyone has seen me because I always wear my face mask, <laughs> and, <laughs> and my plan for the lockdown is, um, is just indoors, shop for food stuff and just work out, basic working out and that's, yeah. That's good, that's a good one, the home workout kind of thing, like you've still got to stay active, keep your mind active as well. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking about what you said, shopping, it's Black Friday this month isn't it? Oh, I won't have any money <laughs> left by then, I guarantee I won't have any money left by then. But, um, that's alright. Cheapest chips, everything is, isn't it? True. Um, so just to quickly go through me, even though I do this every single week, um, my name is Frankie. Um, I'm originally from Kent, but obviously I come to Portsmouth Uni. I'm a third year um, law student, and this is my second year doing RLA. I'm supposed to be in uh, Rosalind Franklin, but I don't really work in the halls anymore or do any events but that is changing this month i believe i think i'm doing a few events so definitely i think i've got oh i've got one this thursday actually i'm doing an event um but yeah um my plans for this lockdown is i'm gonna continue uh, actually i think you already know about this little hobby of mine that i've discovered over the last lockdown my little yeah. painting oh, I've, yeah, I've started a new painting project i'm now painting jenga um, yeah, so just to give you an example, here is um, Finding Nemo. Oh, so um, what, what happens if you pull the certain pieces? 
on the, to watch the film on. So, no, on the back. So this is also a drinking game, which kind of ties in with our um, thing, our with topic our this week. So um, if you pull Finding Nemo, it's let the person on your right send a Snapchat to anyone. Um, I've got up, and that is down your drink, which oh, I you. guess you shouldn't do if we're doing drugs and alcohol safety. But yeah, it's a poor, poor way to explain it. <laughs> and then I've also got some that I say, like, you're lucky you've missed out on a punishment or you don't have to do a punishment kind of thing. But yeah, that's my little hobby. So I have um, And I'm also in the process of making a Monopoly board as well. Do you also have to drink on that? Um, I suppose we could ch- make it a drinking game, Monopoly version. Every time you pass go, you've got to have like two shots. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> drink responsibly, kids. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, that's what I'm probably going to be doing. My little arts and craft setup that I have going on. Very nice. Um, Ashley, do you want to go through what Res Life is? Yes, so for anyone that's unaware, ResLife is a student support service. Um, Essentially, fellow students like us, we go to halls, we run events, we do things called triages where we stand in a certain place in the halls and you can come ask us questions, that sort of thing. Uh, We do a lot of online stuff now because of COVID, so we can't do as as many in-person events, which is unfortunate, but, you know, making the best of a bad situation. And... um, yeah, we, we are a good link between the halls and the university. So if you have any issues with your halls, you can contact us, reslife at port.ac.uk. Or if you have any general issues, you don't know where to look. So if you say you're serving your mental health, uh, budgeting, you know, you were worried about your course, you can come talk to us and we will pass you on to the appropriate people. Yeah. No, you did good. Um, so just to, um, if you did want to contact us, like Ashley said, you can email us at reslife at court.ac.uk or you could also find us on social media at UOP Reslife on Facebook or at UOP Reslife on Instagram. Um, so today's topic, which we've kind of already hinted at, I guess, um, is drug and alcohol safety. Um, so we'll just go through some facts, I guess, um, some tips on stuff, not taking drugs, but what to do if someone's having a bad experience and stuff like that. Um, but first, we're just going to go through what is happening this week. Um, Christian, do you want to go through Monday? Okay, so on Monday, um, uh, we have how how is it cooking how it's cooking in all halls then at night plus eco society in all halls too which is online the how it's how how's it's cooking is on instagram live and we have triage in reese hall and harry law the triage in harry law um, hall is in person and the triage in for reese hall is on facebook Perfect. Ashley, do you want to do Tuesday? Yep. So on Tuesday, we have a quiz night and a Pictionary night, which are via Google Meet. So if you want to, if you want to join those and have, you know, if you've got nothing planned for the evening, you can, I haven't actually explained how you can subscribe to the calendar. 
you can go to Google Calendar and add our calendar by putting in our email address, again, reslife.fortbasy.uk, and you get all the links to the Google Meets and things like that. So if you want to participate in our quiz night or our Pictionary night, join, um, do that. And we also have triages in Margaret Rule and Rosalind Franklin. The Margaret Rule one is physical, so you should see the RAs in your hall. And the Rosalind Franklin one is on Google Meets again. So subscribe to the Google Calendar if you want to join that. Perfect. Um, Christian, do you want to do Wednesday? Okay, so on Wednesday we have um, Share Your Pets, which is in all halls. And you can find it online on Google Meets. Then um, you have Self Care Evening, which is also online on Google Meets. And... We have triage for Reese Hall and Trafagler. Um, the triage in Reese Hall is in person, and the triage in Trafagler is on Google Meet. So everything on Google Meet is like on the Google Calendar. So. Yeah. Um, actually, Thursday. Thursday. Yep. So Thursday, we have uh, an Among Us challenge. Anyone enjoys playing Among Us and wants that's to my event. find some new mates to play with? You played it, have you? That's my event. That's your event. I, 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 suggest, well. I suggested it. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, well, have, have fun with that. Thank you. So if you if you want to come play Among Us with Frankie and other people, that is online. You can find it via Google Meets. We're also doing a Ready Steady Cook, which is online again. How did that how did that run? Do we have like competing teams or? I think it's where um like different people can cook a meal like the same meal and they're meant to compete in it but i uh, i guess okay. it's just whoever wants to come along and cook anything they can yeah so if, if you're not a very confident cook and you need some tips you can always tag along to that and then again we have triages in bateson and catherine house catherine house is in person and bateson is on facebook and finally christian do you want to do friday okay so um Firstly, you have we have um, Afrofusion Dance Class, which is online on Google Meets. Then we have Films Night, which is online, um, and then you have Triage in Greetham Street and Chalsa. The one in Greetham Street is in person, and the one in Chalsa is on Facebook. Perfect, thank you. So, um, just to mention again, if you did want to join any of the Google Meets um, events, all you have to do is add reslife at um, fort.ac.uk to your Google Calendar and all the events should just pop up there and with the Google Meet links. Um, can I just, can I just add for the same thing? Yeah, of course. Um, if there's a particular triage that's online and you're not in that hall, that doesn't mean you can't come and ask mm. us a question. Obviously, if you say, uh, where's my laundrette, which I hope you should know by now because you've been here for two months. But um, if you say, where's my laundrette, they may not necessarily know because they might be for another hall. But if you have a general question about the university or university life, then feel free to tag along. Perfect. Um, so we're just going to go straight into this drug and alcohol safety thing. Um, we're going to start off with drugs. <laughs> Sounds so weird. Um, and I've basically got some information from the Talk to Frank website. Um, that is the main uh, drug help line, I guess. 
um, for like if you did want to talk to someone, um, feel free to contact them. Um, that you can contact them anonymously. So, um, just to get support and stuff. Um, so yeah, so they did a little bit of a uh, university how what to do um, to stay safe and um, stuff like that. So um, I just stole some information. Let's just say um, from there. Um, so I'll just start off and say if you've um, just started university or um, or you're back after the summer, everything might seem different, especially if these um, if there are coronavirus restrictions where you are. The pandemic has been a real um, really strange time, especially when being away from home. You might feel like um, using alcohol or drugs because um, you've not seen your friends for a while or you're making new friends and there might be um, might be more drinking and drug use around in student halls and houses because people can't go out as much. Um, shall we go paragraph by paragraph and just discuss? Would that be better? Yeah, yeah. yeah this is, I'm just going to read through the whole thing and then we'll forget yeah, what we're going to exactly. say. Um, so I think that's a really good point about how, um, where you're stuck indoors and stuff, um, you might find that you are drinking a lot more or using drugs a lot more just because there's nothing, you feel like there's nothing else to do or your housemates are doing it. Um, so you're trying to fit in. Um, so I would say that peer pressure is definitely a big aspect to people taking drugs. Because they see like other people doing it. Yeah, you guys definitely. Think? I know because um, the area I live, I, I um, privately went out. Um, there's a lot of drug use in my area because I am surrounded by student houses. Like it wasn't so like I moved in like in June when everyone was back home, so it was quiet for a while. And then when it got closer to September and October time, yeah. there were more parties and more people doing drugs and you know all sorts just that in my area and this isn't it's not exclusively students there are families and stuff living here there's elderly couples that live next door and it's like you know it's not fair on them mm. to have all these students you know raves every every night yeah. i mean I, you know the occasional part is not so bad but if, you know if someone's doing drugs outside your house you're probably not going to feel very safe either yeah, yeah. I think um, in halls as well it is such a big, like, I don't know, with the whole like peer pressure and stuff, when you first start uni, when you see other people doing drugs or drinking alcohol, you feel the need to maybe even try it yourself just so that you feel like you can fit in. So especially at the beginning of the year, trying to make friends and get to know people, um, I think halls are actually quite a big problem with the drug use and stuff like that but unfortunately you can, you can you can get in a lot of trouble with your hall if you do drugs while on the premises can't you oh 100%. like really big trouble like kicked out trouble 100 percent. but i know i know for sure that your knight doesn't take anything they don't give second chance to that yeah. sort of thing so it's not really worth it sometimes you know 100 mm, percent. um ashley do you want to do the second paragraph yep so you need to stay extra careful and remember that any drug use is risky as you can never be certain what the drugs contain or its strength. If you're going to use a drug, you should always test a small amount first and then wait to see what the effect, what effect it has on you. 
drugs can have very different effects on different people. Avoid mixing with other drugs or with alcohol, which can massively increase your risk of overdose. So I think that's a very, like, important thing to remember. Like, um, you when tr- first trying drugs, you don't actually know what it is. You don't know what it's going to do to you. You don't know whether a little bit will go a long way or whether it's going to have no effect on you. So I think if you was to try drugs, the um, the small amount would be the best way to go from for your first time anyway. Um, I know there's been in the news recently, um, I, not at this university, but a woman um, dropped her child off um, at her university and the next day was getting a flight home um, to Ireland, I think it was, and... Um, by the time she got home, she found out that her daughter had overdosed on drugs literally the, from the day before dropping her off at university. So whether she was a drug user before she went to uni, I do not know. But regardless, it just shows how important it is that you do take the safety measures first. Mm. Well, I think it's quite interesting about that bit I just read is um, the idea that we're not trying to judge you for doing drugs or using alcohol um we're just trying to make sure you're safe and you don't abuse because that's what we're really worried about we're not about worried about drug use we're worried about drug abuse so you know having a drink every now and then obviously that's fine most people do it but if you you know i know we're talking mostly about drugs at the minute but yeah. you know, people tend to forget alcohol is a drug so you know if you're going out drinking every single night or even if you're just out home just drinking, 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 it can do serious damage to you. So, again, we're not trying to be preachy. We're not trying to judge you for using them. Oh, we're just trying to try and make sure you're safe when you do use them, you know? Mm. Um. Yeah. And, uh, like, for me, like, there's something said that uh, is, like, applicable. Like, for instance, in my course, like, I do pharmacy, as I said. So, like, even some medications, like, you can't stick it with alcohol and you can't mix some medications because, like, they interact mm. and they can cause their problems for the user. So, like, it's really not advisable to you to, like, mix drugs together or, like, drink it with alcohol, mm. you know, and also, like, use a small amount just to be safe because, like, overdose is, like, a very dangerous thing to your system. That's what actually it can really- cause a lot of problems. That's a really good point you just made. Like, um, it can't. It doesn't actually just have to be your typical drugs that you hear about students doing, like um, ketamine, the, the or cocaine, and stuff. Yeah, it could also be prescribed um, drugs like painkillers and stuff that people can get addicted to. So I think that that's a really good point. Like, it's not just your class A, class B weed and stuff like that kind of drugs it's also ones that your doctor could prescribe to you just because you've got back pains or muscle ache or whatever i think that's a good point to actually make as well it's good that we have you on this one christian yeah see this is why i picked him i knew he did pharmacy (laughs) um christian do you want to do the next paragraph okay so um to be safer don't use drugs alone stick with others while you are feeling the effects of the drugs and let friends know what you've taken if your friends are using drugs stay with them and keep an eye out for any signs of a bad reaction 
or overdose. These reactions may vary with the drug but could include dehydration, overheating, irregular or very fast heartbeats, drowsiness, shallow breathing and unconsciousness. Yeah, that's um I think that's the quite a good thing to alliterate like how what the symptoms are for if you're having a bad reaction. because um, obviously when when you're with someone that is doing drugs, whether you're doing them yourself as well, um, I think it is important to know that if someone has taken it too far or just it is not going as what that person was planning them to go so i think definitely um everyone should make a note of symptoms of bad um reactions to drugs and stuff because it could actually save someone's life at the end of the day as well if you know them yeah i think i think again it's just very important to point that we're not judging you for doing them Mm. We just want to make sure you're not dying, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, we're not going to sit here and be like, oh, don't do drugs, it's illegal or whatever. We're not we're, the police. Yeah, no, we're, we're here to support. We're here to make sure that if you do do them, you're going to do them safely in a way that doesn't affect you um, and your mental health as well. Like, um, my housemate, actually, we were talking about them, about this, um, talk, this podcast earlier with my housemate, and she said that... Um, remember that most people also do drugs because it helps their mental health so if you see someone doing a lot of drugs um also be concerned about them and their mental health because they are doing those drugs for a reason half the time so um like someone might smoke weed because it gives them some sort of um relief i guess um like it doesn't make them as anxious and stuff so it gives them a relaxation um, thing. I, I don't. I don't do drugs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just. Um, uh, I I really don't want to go in there, but it's just like this dopamine thing. Like, if it's just like people that anything you do, like it's it's, it's the same with like gaming and every other thing that makes you enjoy life. Yeah. So like, once you use something too much, like if you don't, if someone like for instance, someone that smokes weed needs to smoke more than he smoked last time mm. in order to feel the same effect because the body is already used to that and it needs like more dopamine and it keeps on smoking more weed or it keeps on doing the activity that they are doing just to get that same heat of dopamine they got the first time they used yeah so it's just like yeah it's just um doing it responsibly and also like doing it with people around you also helps to like you know I, I think it helps to avoid, um, um, uh, what do you call it, um, overdosing or something like that. Yeah. Because, like, every other person, like, if it's your friend, they'll be looking out for you. And yeah. if someone's taking the overdoses, then everyone's eyes will be open and they'll call the ambulance and, you know, just to stay safe. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. it's, um, I think just everyone needs to be aware of the symptoms of someone that's having a bad reaction or possibly unfortunately even overdosing like because if you know what you're looking out for then like you said that could save someone's life at the end of the day because you could get them the help that they need straight away rather than when it's already happened um 
So, most people don't use drugs, and even among those that do, emergencies are rare. But no one can be certain how drugs will affect them, so there's always the risk that um, they'll have a bad time, fall ill, hurt themselves, or even worse. Um, should you ever need to help someone um, who's having a bad reaction, here's what you need to know. Um, Ashley, do you want to do the, the list? Yeah, sure. Um, so, some symptoms of people who have having bad reactions to drugs are feeling anxious or tense or panicky. If they are overheated and dehydrated, if they're drowsy, or if they're having a tough time breathing. Mm. Those are the key ones to look out for. Yeah, so, um, obviously some of them um, kind of relate to each other, like the anxious, tense and panicky. They can all be all in one, or someone might just feel in one of each. Um, but obviously, um, so if you do find any of those, um, if you do find someone that's having those symptoms, um, they should definitely do the following. <laughs> um, Christian, do you want to do the what to do section? Um, okay, so what to do, um, depending on... Depending upon how they are acting, there are different things you should do. If they're anxious or if they're anxious, tense or panicky, you should sit them down and try to keep them calm and away from crowds. If some is unconscious, um, having difficulty breathing or really drowsy, don't respond. Call an ambulance immediately and put them in the recovery position. If you are with someone who needs medical help, Call an ambulance and tell the crew everything you know about the drugs taken. It could save their life. If you have any drug, let hand them over and the, hand them over to the crew as it may help. Um, they won't tell the police. Someone should stay with the person until the ambulance arrives. So if you, okay, if you need help regarding drugs, contact. Doctor Frank or us for support at the uni. If you can, if you can contact Doctor Frank two four seven on o three double o one two three six six double o. Text them a question on eight two triple one or use their live chat between two to six p.m. seven days a week on Doctor Frank. I think um, with the whole bit where it says, like, um, call an ambulance, let them exactly know what has happened, what drug has been taken, if you have any left, hand them over, and that they won't call the police. I think that is a big one why people don't call ambulances and stuff, because they're scared that they're going to get in trouble. Um, they're scared that they're going to be... Um, punished for having drugs or being on drugs kind of thing um but i think that's a very important thing to say that the ambulance people or the doctors won't call the police because you have done the right thing if you don't call the police and someone does unfortunately pass away from an overdose then that's where you'll get in trouble because obviously you haven't you didn't do anything to help them kind of thing um, I, I think that a lot of people 
is assume that because they're both emergency services, mm. they are in constant communication with each other. Yeah. And while it might be true, you know, if there's a fire somewhere, then the, the not only are the fire engines going to be called, there's also probably going to be police involved. Mm. But um, with, uh, with um, hospitals, it's a very different story because they're there to just make sure people are aware. They're not there to judge people, not there to tell them off. Obviously, you know, if you have, if you have a problem with addiction, they might try and rehabilitate you, but they're not there to judge you. I mean, there's some hospitals, I don't know if our local ones do it, they do things like needle drives, where they get drug users to come in and exchange their used needles for brand new ones. Mm. Because rather than them, you know, using the same dirty needles and potentially catching horrible diseases, they'd much rather just say, look, we'll take them off your hands, we'll give you new ones. Yeah. Just so, because no matter, the, the thing is, if you are really an addict, especially to like harder drugs, so there's cocaine, heroin, that sort of thing, most likely you're going to do drugs regardless of what, you know, you know, if a doctor says don't do drugs, you're probably going to do them anyway mm. because it's an addiction. That's what an addiction is, isn't it? So I think they'd much rather you just be safe than, you know, locked behind bars. Yeah. yeah. I'd also say, like, if you were to buy drugs, buy it from someone that you can trust. Buy it, like, don't just go buy some random strangers that you've never even spoken to or never even met, no one's had connections with him before or whatever, because you don't know what his supply is like. You don't know whether it's safe or not. Some people... Could... Some treacherous people's lives. Yeah. So... Yeah, 100%. It's like um, someone I know had to go get their stomach pumped because someone sold them like really bad it was ketamine i don't know um really bad um drugs so she had to then go and get her stomach pumped and put in hospital for three days because she because she didn't even though this person she kind of knew he just didn't supply her the right stuff so he ended up actually getting arrested and stuff like that so um yeah just be wary of who you're buying from and what you're buying as well yeah not not only just because you don't know what supplies like you also don't know what they're like and obviously there's a lot of criminal association of drugs a lot of big criminal gangs you know manufacture and sell these products um i did a series of safety videos for res life and you should be able to see them on the instagram page eventually they're being uploaded over time yeah and one of them was on drugs and alcohol and we spoke to pc wendy clark who's um you know she's really affiliated with the university you'll probably see her in your halls at some point throughout the year and she gave us some really valuable information. She told us that apparently a lot of, you know, the big drug gangs and from like London and whatnot, they will, they'll specifically send people our sort of age to universities exclusively to sell drugs. Mm. So they're not there to study. They're there just to get your phone number, you know. They're just there to meet as many people as they can and make as many connections as they can. So you have to be really careful who you buy it from, not just because, you know, they might be selling you something dodgy, but because they might mm. be dodgy, you know? It could also lead back to you kind of thing, um, where if a drug dealer gets caught and he gets taken to in custody and stuff, they're going to go through his phone records. They're going to go oh, through definitely. his bank, records, yeah. bank account and, details uh, and stuff. Uh, uh, what did I even want to say again? Like, and it's, it's like it's really important not to like jack or inhale uh, 
drugs from people that you don't know because mm-hmm. like those those things like it it gets to your heart and your bloodstream faster than just like um swallowing a medication or swallowing a pill because if you swallow a pill you can easily get your stomach pumped mm-hmm. and strangle it but like if you inject something you don't know, like if it's if it's something deadly then there's nothing anybody can do about it or if mm-hmm. you get anything that like it travels to your heart faster than 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 you can call an ambulance and yeah so just be careful with taking injecting things and killing drugs that you don't know about yeah i, I think I, I think that um for a lot of people or some someone who might be watching is probably thinking oh yeah i know this already but i think the important thing is is that there's a lot of people who probably don't know this mm. like i I grew up in the suburbs, like a, probably a lot of people who go to this university do. You know, if you lived, if you lived in a more urban area, you might be more, you know, you might, might be more familiar with drugs because, unfortunately, they are more common within, mm. you know, major cities and whatnot. But, um, you know, if you lived in the suburbs or even out in the country, chances are you probably never had a run-in with anything drug-related. I mean, I'd never, ever been solicited by anyone for drugs or anything like that ever in my life. And then I moved to Port, this is like the central city, and within a week, I walked past someone in the street. So you look at the bar. So, hey, I'm walking home from Tesco. I don't, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to get my I'm trying to get my shopping, not some drugs. But yeah. you know, it's you know, yeah. I think it's just you may be sitting and thinking, I already know this, but there's going to be a lot of people out here who don't. Mm. So if you if you know particularly your flatmate or your friend or someone in your court. They're prob- if they if you know they're you know privy to being easily solicited, then yeah. maybe just you know give them a nudge. Say, look, I know I know this sort of thing. You know, if you have any concerns, because well, I mean, we're all in this together at the end of the day, aren't we? Yeah, well, it's like I was saying to my friend, uh, my housemate earlier, because um, me and her last year we lived in a house where there was a lot of drugs and stuff like by people that we don't live with anymore. And, that this is one of the reasons why we didn't because they just all they all we felt like they were doing was drugs all day every day um but um i was saying to her how the amount of times that i got offered drugs just because they know that i don't do drugs in a way like they'll be like oh frankie do you want to try and i'm like no <laughs> and they're like oh please go on try just once and i'm like no <laughs> like hands down i can say that i've never done a drug in my life but it's the amount of times that people at uni just want to peer pressure you into doing drugs just for the fun of it just for the sake of it like they don't know what it's going to cause to you they don't know what the come down to you is going to be like um whether it's going to be a bad one or if it's going to be a good one like no one knows unless you do it and for those that don't want to do it at all there is a big amount of peer pressure to try and get you to do it in a way so I just say if you if you don't want to do it, then just persist like persistently say no because they get the hint one day. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I think the important thing to point out is I, I assume you moved in with these people under the guise that they were your friends, correct? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, um, so, so I lived with some people first year, and no one did drugs in my first year, and then um, because there was nine of us, we seven of them went into one house and well no six of them went into one house and one and three of us went into another and then we had three more of our friends from a different flat come and live with us 
so obviously we hadn't lived with them in first year and so it wasn't until second year that we were like oh jesus like we knew they did some drugs just not the amount that they yeah, were doing not, not to that or extent. the amount of alcohol that they were doing and stuff like that so i, I think the, i think probably the important thing to point out in this situation though is that if someone offers you drugs once you know just say no you know no big deal if they never offer it to you again then you know even better if yeah. someone's persistently trying to get you to do them just because then they're probably not your mate really are they oh 100 they, they, they don't have your best interests at yeah. heart if you've said 100%. no i don't want to do them then they're just not listening to you, are they? Well, this is why I'm yeah. living with them this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have, I have, like, some friends that, like, like, I, they ask, uh, they ask, like, do I want to do drugs? Anytime I go to see them, I'm, I'm like, no, because, like, of course, I have an excuse. I think that's why, like, I can easily say no, because, like, I have health issues, so I can't carelessly drink or do drugs like it's easier for me but like for people that like don't have that willpower that resolve mm-hmm. that easily get down to their pressure i feel like avoiding those friends that like are kind of you, you see that they are doing something that you really don't agree with i feel like avoiding them can really go a long way in saving you from like getting into drugs yeah that if you don't want to do drugs like it can you can save someone from getting into drugs because if you keep those people around then one day you would break and mm. then you you enter this cycle of using drugs and becomes and sometimes it becomes a huge issue yeah, yeah so yeah but again that's not to say though that everyone you know who does drugs is a horrible person is trying to get you addicted i mean i had friends from school and college who they you know smoked weed every now and then but if they, you know, if they offered me, I'd just say no. And they'd say, all right, then. And then that was it. You know, because they were, they were my good mates. And, you know, it didn't bother me. They did drugs. Especially one, well, arguably one that's not so bad. But, you know, they also respected my decision to say no. So, yeah. you know, they, I can, you, you can tell that, you know, they really did want to hang out with me and not just have another person on there, you know, un- underneath them in the market trying to buy off them. Yeah. Also, drugs are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people yeah. can afford to like, drugs. It's, a very, it's a very, like, wasteful expense, personally. I, I, That's my personal opinion. Obviously, different people think yeah. differently. But like, think of what you could then spend that 20, 30, sometimes even, like, 50 quid on. Like, because obviously yeah. different drugs are different expenses, so. Yeah. Like for it's, it's 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 like I don't know. It's funny because like you know government requires like you know this um something like cigarette wraps or smoking weed. Mm. Uh, government like they, they require the guys that make those things, the companies that make those things to like draw horrible things that happen to like people that smoke. But like once someone starts smoking, they really don't care about what happens to them. And sometimes it does like. For some people, they can smoke and live like 100 years and live for a long time. Mm. For some people, then it, it leads to health problems. So it just differs from person to person and what they have the mind to do. Yeah, 100%. Um, shall we move on from drugs? <laughs> Go to the other one. Yeah. Um, well, I, th- I think this one's going to be a bit more poignant. Well. I think a lot more people drink. Than oh, 100%. Drugs. Yeah, um, so we're now just going to move on to alcohol. Um, 
and the information that I got from this was majority of it was from um, a thing called Drink Awareness or Drink Aware, uh, which is not it's not the leading um, alcohol help line or help place. Um, I think Alcohol Change UK is, um, but this one had a like a really good. Uh, thing about starting university and how to stay safe with alcoholism and stuff like that so um ashley do you want to start off with the first paragraph i can do alcohol at uni can play a large part in your social life you may find that you are doing it more whilst trying to make friends and fit in peer pressure is a big part of moving to uni and settling in but it might not be the best thing for you Alcohol addiction is just as big is just as big as drug addiction, and it's all about knowing your limits and when to stop. Yeah, I think quite, quite interesting point. especially at the like the beginning of um, university, some people have only just turned eighteen um, yeah. from say like June, and especially this year, a lot of people had eighteen eighteenth um, birthdays during lockdown, so. They haven't had the chance to go clubbing. They don't go. Um, they don't really go to spoons or whatever. So they don't. Re- they might not know their limits um, fully. So I think once you know that you're about to, I don't know, get drunk or like, you know that that place where you go from being drunk to completely. I can't remember what I did last night. Kind of feeling. Yeah. I think that's the know your limits part. Like. Obviously, everyone gets to that stage at one point in their life, and that's when they find out their limit. But I think for especially those with um, that have only just turned 18 and haven't really had that much experience with drinking alcohol and stuff, or at least to the limit that some people do that might be older, um, I think be wary of those that have only just turned 18 in your house or whatever, or in your flat. I think it's quite interesting, this, like you said, because people are staying in drinking more as opposed to going out because of COVID, especially, you know, like, if it's 10 o'clock and, you know, Mike's still young at 10 o'clock. So I think the interesting thing is when you go out and have, when you go out drinking, you sort of realise, okay, I'm going to stop drinking now because I've just spent 50 quid on drinks. Whereas if you're sat at home with, you know, a few bottles of, you know, various liquors and mixes and all that, you can just drink and drink and drink all night and not realise how much you've had. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if you, you know, if you go up to a bar and you order, I don't know, 10 vodka Cokes, you're going to think, Jesus, that's quite a bit. But you could quite easily sit at home and just drink those without even thinking about them. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not spending the money at the time, you know. Yeah, 100%. So, um, Christian, do you want to do the next paragraph? Okay. Um, there is no completely safe level of drinking, but sticking within the guideline lowers your risk of harming your health. Men and women are advised not to, not to regularly drink more than 14 units a week. They also they are they also are advised to spend to spread your drinking over three days or more. If you drink as much as but you need to a week, so a glass of wine, there is in a glass of wine. Just explaining the units. So in a glass of wine, there are one point six units in a small glass. 
2.3 units in a standard glass and 3.3 units in a large glass. For beer, lager or cider, they are 1.8 units in a regular paint, they are 2.2 units in a strong paint, and they are 3.5 units in, a strong, in an extra strong paint. A bottle of wine is 10 units per bottle. So, thinking about those um, units, did you know any of those levels of units per pint or per glass of wine? I don't know what you guys... I honestly make. didn't know. I honestly don't know. So, uh, I can easily say that when I go clubbing, I can get for a bottle of wine before I go clubbing. And that's just 10 units. Just one bottle of wine. So... Think about if you're going clubbing, I don't know, three times a week. That is thirty units of just, and that's just the just the wine. No drinks in the club, no other pre-drinks, no other drinks during the week, other than when you're going clubbing or whatever. That's thirty units for that week when the guideline is fourteen. Like I think that's insane. Yeah, I I, I can't say I knew you know the exact amounts. I kind of always just assumed that, you know, one glass with one unit, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, well, I, I, knew, I knew it wasn't an exact one-to-one ratio to get paired to the size of tiny, but yeah. I assumed it was like that sort of similar thing. So I know there's things like, um, talking about like drink driving, that sort of thing. You can usually have, say, like one lager or beer and still be under the limit. Not suggesting mm-hmm. that you should do any amount of drinking while, when you plan to be driving, but if you are going to, you know, you know, you normally one is enough. But then, again, it's coming from your, knowing your limits because I've learned that from my dad. And my dad's six foot two and he's about, about, about mm-hmm. as round as he is tall. So, you know, he's a big, big man. So he knows, you know, he can have a drink and still drive perfectly fine. Yeah, but that's, if, that's yeah, another my, thing. My nan came along, my little nan who was about four foot before she died. And she had probably, you know, a single sherry. She'd be gone. She couldn't drive. So... Yeah. It's, um, it's very weird how that happens. Like, a, the guideline is, yeah. I guess, for the average human, the average yeah. height and weight ratio. Where obviously, like you said, the taller and the bigger you are, the less it impacts you. But the smaller and the sh- and like weight and height wise, I guess, is the how much more of an impact it has on you. Um, I also read, I don't think I wrote it down anywhere. No, I didn't. I also read that um, alcohol can cause up to 60 medical um, problems, health, like medical health problems. Um, so from like lung cancer and just other sort of like, problem, obesity. Like obesity yeah. is also caused um, by alcohol a lot because alcohol has a lot of calories in it it's not like some healthy thing <laughs> like it and if obviously if you're drinking it a lot more and you're not exercising as much as more than you should then obviously it's going to start weighing in pun intended yeah, uh, uh, yeah, i think a lot of that is people just don't realize you know because you could quite easily sit there and have a couple of drinks yeah. which may be equivalent you know eating like a whole cake for yourself mm. like geez i want to eat a whole cake but then at the same time you just you know drank more than it so yeah. Okay, so we'll move on to the next part. Um, so, Ashley, if I do the first three, 
And then last you three. can do the last three bullet points. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it is very well known that students consume a lot of alcohol. So drinkaware.co.uk created a list um, of how to stay safe at university. So their first point was know your limits. We kind of already discussed know your limits, but that is their first point. Know when to stop. Um, their second point is don't drink and drown. So a quarter of all adult drowning victims have alcohol in their bloodstream. I only put this in here because of where we live. We live right by the ocean. Some um, After a night out some and someone's drunk, they might want to go to the beach. And when they get to the beach, they might want to then go swimming. And obviously, at late at night, you can't really see how big the tide is or how big the waves are. So it could be very detrimental. Also, at Gun Wharf, you've got the dock. They, you've got the dockyard bit. Um, and I think, I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure a boy one year, not this year or last year, like quite a while ago, came out of what was then Tiger Tiger, which is now Eden, um, and went and ran straight into the water. I think he survived, but but it's it's just something like people, they just, when you're drunk, you get a bit, you're, you're not yourself. You're not thinking 100% through. You're not thinking about the risks that you're willing to take. You're just, you've got this extra, I don't know, boost of confidence, and you just go do stuff without thinking um, I think um, sorry to interrupt I yeah, think no. that's it can be especially in British culture if you're from another country you may not agree with this but in British culture it's very common for groups of young lads especially like university students mm. to go and do very stupid things while they're off their heads so I can easily imagine like a big group of lads go into the club getting drunk and then trying to prove they're the toughest out of all their mates by going for a swim in the freezing cold water and, you know, next thing you know, they don't come to the top again. Yeah. So, um, I think, you know, obviously I'm not saying it can't happen to girls as well, but, um, you know, I think it's more common than lads to do very stupid things while you're drunk. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, in literally two years ago, I don't know if you remember this, this is, it was quite a big um, incident in Newcastle for un Newcastle Uni. Um, a boy called Ed Farmer, who was, uh, I, I think he was about 20 years old, he left a club on his own whilst he was absolutely, like, slaughtered. He was so drunk, and he ended up falling into a river, and he ended up dying. Um, so, I think, like, like, the point before was know your limits, like, know when you need to stop, and especially for when where we live, where there is a lot of water, um, just to be safe. Even the commercial road fountain, like <laughs> someone could easily fall in that and like not get up. <laughs> so uh, you, you wouldn't want to go swimming in there if you see well, half no. the stuff that goes into it. <laughs> no, so but I think, I think, you never know. Um, I think your point there about the the guy in Newcastle also is the point that maybe elect a sober friend. Mm. You know, rotate it for every time you go out, so it's not just one person who sits yeah. there all bored, but um, or at least one friend who doesn't drink heavily, maybe just has one or two. So, because especially, I mean, even if you've also been drinking, if you can see your mate is wobbling their way home, mm. maybe just call them a taxi, or you know, if you can, yeah, walk 100%. them home. So, you know, just don't leave them to fall into rivers. Mm. I know it's hard to go out clubbing and you being the sober one because you see everyone having so much more fun because they are drunk. 
um, and you're like sober and maybe not like whenever I'm sober in a club, I just get really bored really easily. So yeah, I just want to go home. Clubbing is. You, literally, <laughs> you're just dancing all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I definitely understand it being where it is boring if you are the only sober one. But like you said, it could result in you saving your friend like from doing something stupid. It doesn't even have to be drowning in water. It could literally be them running in the middle of the road. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like people become clumsier. They don't have the best vision, like so. They have drunk goggles on, don't they? Yeah. I think, that, I think I that's know, insane. I know. Um, around Christmas time, so you might be starting to see it soon if you watch a lot of telly. Um, I know that Coca Cola they do a scheme where if you are the designated driver, if you show your car keys when you're at a bar, you'll just get free cokes. So, because that, that, that's that. more. That's more for um, drink driving. Yeah. But it's like, look, but don't drink that, drive. That, yeah, that's we'd, ra- we'd rather cool, you have free coke than go get in a car crash and die, you know? Mm. So I think um, schemes like that are particularly good. If you if you do drive, there's not that a lot of students drive because there's not really any to park around here, unfortunately. But yeah. if you do drive, then, you know, maybe keep an eye out for that, see if you're in a pub, just pub, that sort of thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, so the next point is eat before you drink. Um, so eating before you go out and drinking plenty of water will also help you not go, um, not get too drunk. There's no shame in having a soft drink or water when you're in the cl- in the pub. Um, you'll be better company if you're sober enough to enjoy your night out. No one wants to go for a drink with someone who um, gets too messy, which I completely agree with. <laughs> the worst thing is when you're going out and some- that one person takes it too far. You take them home and they're just throwing up everywhere or they're throwing up even on the way home like no one likes that person like they're the most annoying people i think on this planet when that one person just takes it too far and doesn't know their limits and shit like that so yeah anything else no i can feel no do you want to go through the next three sure um next one watch your drink Drinks spiked with alcohol or drugs can make you vulnerable. It can be scary. It can be a scary experience, and many people don't report the incident because they simply don't remember what happened. And um, again, you know, I said about doing the safety videos with um, Res Life. Mm. One of them was especially about nights out. One of the big things we did focus on was drink spiking, and it is an unfortunate truth that um, it does happen. You know, I know a lot of I think, unfortunately, again, not trying to scare anyone, but students do sometimes get targeted yeah. for that sort of thing because people know student culture and know if, if someone if someone wakes up the next morning not remembering what happened, they're probably just going to assume they got really drunk. Yeah, They're not going to think, oh, drugs last night. I think another one, even it doesn't even have to be when you're going out. It could be meeting up with people that you've met on like a dating app or whatever. And make sure you're in like such a public place for your f- very first date because there is that um, that drug Rufy, which is also known as date rape drug, where um, the dates can spike a drink just for just so that you get like too drunk and, and may end up unfortunately doing other things. Then, so I think spiking drink is such a like an important thing to make sure you have a 
keep aware. Like you can even buy some stuff to take take with you in the club. I can't remember what it's called. It's like um like a cover that you put over your cup, um, and then you have a straw. Like you can even just invest in some of those just so you know that you're a hundred percent safe while going clubbing and stuff like that. If you know of it happening quite a lot. Like I know it's happened quite a bit in Portsmouth in the previous years. I don't know whether it's happened since lockdown kind of thing. I, yeah. I saw. Sorry, did you guys have anything to say? Hmm? No, no, I didn't want to. Uh, it's just like it's is um just watch the drinks that you buy. Like if you buy a drink, either be with a trusted friend, and he wants if you want to leave the drink, tell the friend that you should watch the drink for you in case, or you just watch the drink the whole time. Because like sometimes people can even if you put like a lid over it. Some some people can inject something and you wouldn't even know. Mm. So just it's just a big deal about like yeah. spiking people's drinks. And yeah, and if it's so if it starts to taste funny, just take it back to the bar. I'm sure if you yeah. go up to a bar and be like, my drink all of a sudden tastes really funny. Like, is it okay if we can swap it for a new one? They're not going to say no because yeah. that could save you. I know yeah. some bars they have like secret codes. So if you oh. say like. Astoria oh, has that. Or yeah. They're like they instantly just call you a cab and they like call the yeah, police. Yeah, Astoria sort of has that. They ha- they had a sign up in the toilet one time. I'm pretty sure I put it on my Snapchat story. I don't know, <laughs> but I I thought it was um like a really good idea. I think it is. I think it is Angela. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, I think that's like a universal you. one that some pubs use. But um, obviously, don't walk into a bar and just assume they know what they know what you're talking about. Um, Did you know I, think, I, think <laughs> I think I think that's especially for um like if you are out on a date with someone who you can't trust that sort of thing. Yeah. So there's um something I wanted to say about watching drinks. Sometimes someone might even if you don't know them, they might come up and say, "Look, you look trustworthy. Would you be able to look after my drink while I pop to the loo or something like that?" And I think it's very important that no matter what or no matter who comes up to you and says anything, you don't take your eyes off that drink because someone could come along and say. Oh yeah, I'm their boyfriend. You know, oh, I'll look after their drink, or I'm their mate. I'll look yeah. after it. So you don't have to. You don't know that person. You may probably yeah. don't know that person. So it's important. You've been trusted with that, and it's your responsibility to look after it. Look, I did. You did. <laughs> That's in a story. <laughs> There's I. Hi, I'm Angela. Um, so are you on a date that isn't working out, or your Tinder, um, or something date, um? Not, I don't know what it says. I can't read it properly. It doesn't really make sense if I'm completely honest. I swear I might need to change it. But does it feel weird? You can literally just go up to the bar and ask for Angela. The bar staff will know who um, you need some help. Um, get you out of your situation. Call you a cab. Um, and help you out discreetly. So, yeah. I thought that was really cool of Astoria to put that up. Especially in the toilets, because obviously that's when that person will be away from the situation or whatever. So I think that's a good thing. Uh, I think that's especially important for um, the women. Because unfortunately, it is an unfortunate truth that it predominantly happens to women. Yeah. So obviously, not saying it's impossible, but you know, that if you are a lady point. and you're going out on, for a night out, you know, to be safe. Yeah kind of ties into your next point as well yes uh next point is 
You wouldn't do it sober. Almost a third of young women and 10% of young men have experienced inappropriate touching on a night out. So that could literally just be someone coming up to you behind you and start dancing with you inappropriately or touching you inappropriately. Like, even though you're in a club setting and you both might be drunk, it, it's still not okay. So that doesn't, that doesn't equal consent, does it? No. So, unless the word yes is actually said, um, there is no consent, I'm afraid. So, um, I, know, I sound like a bit of a broken record, but these safety videos I did, one was on um, sexual safety, mm. and something we talked about was on you know sexual assault and what to do in that situation. Yeah. So that should be uploaded to the Instagram page soon. Yeah, Siobhan's um, doing it this week. Um, She's actually going to take it down and re-upload it because um, she created some um, covers today for them all. She literally just got them all here. Um, Oh, there you go then. So she'll be uploaded soon. Yeah, so there will be... um, I think they're all going to go up in the next few weeks. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Just just keep an eye out on the uh, Europe Res Live. Uh, Instagram page. Yeah. Is it going to be uploaded to Facebook as well? I would have thought it would have been shared to both, yeah. Yeah, probably. So. Yeah. Um, do you want to so the last on one? To the last one. Enjoy yourself. University is an exciting time of greater responsibility. You'll have experiences you'll remember for the rest of your life. Know your limits when you drink and drink within them and you'll be doing all you can to make the university days the most enjoyable of your life. If you need any help regarding alcoholism, contact DrinkAware, or that doesn't make any sense, or us for support at uni. You can contact DrinkAware weekdays 9am to 8pm, weekends 11am to 4pm on 0300 123 110, or use our live chat on drinkaware.co.uk. Yeah. Um, so one thing I do want to point out quickly is you can contact ResLife. They're not going to report you to the police or anything. They are here. It's a support mechanism. It's a support service that we offer to those in halls. And obviously we know how much halls can be a change for everyone because it's their first time moving away from home. So it's their first time being exposed to drugs and and more alcohol than what they might have been at home and stuff obviously there are different households or different homes have different things um like you said more urban areas have more uh, drug exposure than those that are in tiny little villages that where nothing dramatic ever happens so um yeah res life do understand that we're not here to like we said earlier we're not here to tell you off we're not here to lecture you we're not here to judge you we are literally here to support you on if you have a problem, if you want to cut down, if you're even concerned about a housemate um, or a flatmate, we are here to support you and others that are living in halls. Or even at the moment, even if you're not in halls, I'm sure you can contact us and we will send you to the right people. We will send you to the right helplines, um, the right counselling and stuff like that. So, um like we said, we're not here to judge or anything. We are literally just here to support. Um, do you guys have anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I think you said everything you need to. 
No? Okay. Um, so, just a quick reminder that if you did want to contact us on social media, you can at UOP Res Life on Facebook and at UOP Res Life and at UOP Res Life Radio on Instagram. Um, I guess this is goodbye then. Um, do you both want to say goodbye quickly? Thanks for watching. Bye. Thank you. Um, and I shall see you, or not see you, but speak to you all next week for dealing with homesickness. Um, so yeah, that that's what um, next Monday show is. Um, so see you then. Bye.